Welcome to the Collective Evolution Show. The CE Show is a podcast that will feature anything from discussions to reports on a variety of topics, all framed within the context of transformation that is occurring within us individually and collectively as a society. You could probably relate to the fact that our current world seems to be falling apart and that things are becoming quite chaotic, and making sense of what's going on has become really tough. Old ways of viewing the world don't seem to be working anymore, so people are looking for new conversations. Many are noticing that much of traditional or mainstream media, or even academia, seem to be failing at understanding and exploring the cultural transitions and changes that are happening in people and society. The reality is that we've arrived at a time where we have to start talking about these emerging ideas that come from an entirely different narrative about what it means to be a human and what we're capable of. On this podcast, we'll talk about anything from current events to personal transformation, consciousness, future technology, and more. We'll explore real things that are happening in our world that are inspiring, but that may not be explored too much in pop culture or media. Of course, these topics can all be explored on our website as well at collective-evolution.com, where you'll find articles, essays, and videos. You can also join our membership platform called CTV, where we have a ton of exclusive video content, including original shows, discussions, and courses to help you make sense of the world and transform how you show up in life. You can visit CTV.one to check out our member area. So welcome to another episode of the Collective Evolution Show here. We got uh, an interesting interview here with Carmen DeLuccio, who is... Uh, I guess you could say like the resident astrologer here at, at Collective Evolution. He's the one who writes all the astrology-related articles. But uh, we wanted to have this conversation because, um, you know, this whole grand conjunction uh, discussion that has been coming up here in December and um, a lot of the stuff that's kind of been astrologically going on in 2020, um, you know, he informed me that astrologers have been like waiting for 2020 for quite some time because um, they were talking about how so many things were going to occur um, that that nobody really would know of or expect and everybody there's a lot of debate in the astrological community about it um, and uh, so I thought hey why not why not talk about some of the ins and outs of this grand conjuncture and I know a lot of people have a lot of different perspectives about what's going on people have been asking me what I think is going to happen and I just tell them honestly I'm like I don't even know what's going on I don't even know what it's about but um, but I generally don't feel like any particular event is going to just magically change the world. I think there's a lot of work that goes involved in that, but we're going to talk to Carmen and we're going to find out more about what's going on here with this uh, grand conjuncture. Conjunction, I guess it's really called. Always good to have you back in studio here, Carmen. Happy to be back. That's it, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to come right out with it. I don't know a whole lot of what's going on with this, you know, astrological moment we have going on right now between the conjunction and the planet alignments and all these different things that people have been talking about. Um, and I haven't really had the time to look into it. I know Arjun wrote an article about the conjunction, but was very curious to get your perspective on a lot of this stuff. Cause you know, some people are going ape shit about this stuff out there right now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what's going down? Lay, lay it out. What are the key things <laughs> that are happening right now? Astrologically right now? Well, in general, 2020 was a, a very astrologically eventful year. Um, so everything that happened this year is kind of, they're all kind of linked. Yeah. Um, but if you want to like just isolate the different astrological um, configurations, uh, there's a lot of hype right now about the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that's happening on the solstice. Yeah. Now, so just to kind of give a little backstory on it, um, 
this is something that happens jupiter and saturn join every 20 years right so it's not like um whenever they join it's not like every time it's a big deal right uh, but this one is a little is extra significant for a variety of reasons one um it's well it's on the solstice first of all right like right. solstice the solstice is a very uh significant part of the year because that's when in the northern hemisphere it's the shortest day of the year and that and from that point on that's when it starts to grow like more light in the northern hemisphere and then the opposite in the southern hemisphere so solstice is kind of like the the new moon of the year right in a way right and then um now so saturn and jupiter the thing is is that um they join every 20 years but every 200 years approximately they switch from they they're primarily in one element and then they switch to another element so approximately for the last 200 years they were in earth signs now um in the last 40 years they've been transitioning from air to earth right so there's been like a they call it a mutation when it mutates from one element so now for the next approximately 200 years all the jupiter saturn conjunctions are going to be in air signs primarily there'll be one in scorpio maybe in about 160 years or something like that but so basically like we had the first saturn jupiter conjunction in air in 1980 81 so we already had one yeah but then it, the next one in the year 2000 was an Earth. And I'll explain it more. I just want to kind of, you know, a lot of technical stuff we've got to talk about first. So in the year 2000, we had one in Earth, the final one in Earth. And now we're ending that 20-year cycle now. I and mean, we're having one in Aquarius. So basically, like, just for people to understand is whenever a conjunction is when two planets are in alignment with each other. Right. Right. Kind of like when it's, when it's a new moon. Um, that's when the sun and moon are aligned. So, so not only is it a conjunction, but it's the beginning of a cycle and the ending of a cycle. Right. Right. So the, so whenever we're transitioning from one element to another, there's some overlap. So for the last four years, it's been a mix of air earth because we had the first one in air in 1980, 81. Then we had one in earth. Now this one's in air. Now we're in air for the long haul. Right. Right. So Saturn and Jupiter, um, there are two the reason why they call it the grand conjunction or the great conjunction is because they're two they're the two biggest planets with the furthest orbits that are visible with the naked eye so grand conjunctions have been highly significant in astrology for very, like thousands of years because uranus neptune and pluto which have further orbits were only discovered in the last you know pluto was discovered like less than 100 years ago right mm -hmm. so uh, and they're not visible with the naked eye saturn and jupiter are kind of like saturn's like the boundary planet and it, it's like it's like a regulator um but saturn has to do with the structures of the world jupiter has to do with beliefs right so when you bring it so like the structures and beliefs and the systems of society the economy the way society is structured a lot of it is regulated by the saturn jupiter cycles right so let's yeah. let's let's take a pause on that for yeah, a second because yeah. it's starting to get really into some interesting stuff that yeah. I think is going on right now. But just to the you said previously a lot of what was going on was with these conjunctions was mm -hmm. earth related and now that cycle's ending and we're, we're in air for good. I think that's what you were saying. Yes. So yeah. how can we what what's the distinguishing factors there between earth and air? Like what might we expect now and did what we had before in earth did it yeah. how, how would that relate to what we were well, experiencing we've already been we're already kind of in air for the last 40 years already we've been in right. mix right uh so i'll give you an example um 
like in the 80s, we started to see more computer. By the time we got to like the mid 90s, almost every young family had a computer in their home. Yeah. The internet became commercialized. Um, everything was going more digital, right? So air rules like anything is digital. If air rules information, mm-hmm. air is intellectual, it's digital. Um, and obviously, like when we had previous air conjunctions, we didn't have computers, right? So, I mean, it's there's other factors too because we're always building on the previous, right? Yeah. But the um, but the last two hundred years has been more about earth emphasis. So capitalism, earth rules money, it rules physical resources. Earth right. is practical, tangible, routine, regular, right? So I don't know if all those keywords really apply to the last two hundred years, but capitalism, yeah is a depending on your worldview is could be a positive or negative right. aspect of earth right um so there's there we're going to more of an emphasis of air and air is more social it's a social element yeah um it's more airs is more free it's more about freedom too mm-hmm. um but it's technolo- very technological yeah right so um so we're seeing this but the thing is too is that based on my i'm not that well versed in history um based on my observation like we're going into more air but we're coming out of earth so it's not like earth is completely going away right right like if you look at the the last 200 years of earth um prior to that was fire and during the fire period uh mercantilism was was the form of was like the economic sort of structure right yeah and so mercantilism was still still kind of the, the remnants of it were, were still around up until now you yeah. know so it's it's always building on the previous but we're going to more air right right so how would how would what, what might you when you look at what's going on astrologically and you think about some of the stuff that's happening why would this grand conjunction and sort of this shifting this this f- more full shift into air mm. what what does that make you feel like as an astrologer like what and when you were relating that to world to what's going on in the world right now like do you have any things that come to mind where you're like, oh, I would expect this might happen? Or, um, you know, I can see that these trends seem to be uh, influenced by this. Or, like, what would, what would yeah, you... Yeah, well, look at okay, look what's been happening this year since the pandemic. We yeah. had um, a lot of brick-and-mortar businesses, which yeah. is Earth. Yeah. Going to a physical business is Earth. Yeah. Shutting down. Right. Everything's going online, digital. Mm-hmm. That's air, right? Right. Air economy. Um if we and it has to do with other astrological factors too, but that's kind of definitely part of it. Um, another example would be the sort of um, the increase or the this push towards socialism and Marxism. Mm-hmm. Definitely air. Yeah. Uh, capitalism is earth, right? Yeah. So um, what's another good example? I mean, obviously things like cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, which is all falls under computers. Um, uh those are the main things yeah those are the main things but also what's you know free trade even though free trade's been around for a while free trade as far as i know and if i'm wrong please correct me but as far as i know free trade really started getting implemented in the 80s 90s during ronald reagan Mm -hmm. and even though ronald reagan was a capitalist he was kind of he was economic liberal Mm -hmm. economic liberalism they call it right so so the free markets open up trade um that is kind of air and it's a mix of air and earth the blend right yeah. and i believe the last time we were in an air phase there was something like that too like trade opening up and 
things like that. So, um, yeah. Interesting. So, you know, a lot of people, when they, when they think about the socialism and the, ca- you know, the capitalism and this whole discussion of how we're moving into more socialistic tendencies and, and a lot of people will relate that to, um, some form of, of elite or something like that, that is yeah. pushing these strings, trying to take over more totalitarian control, more authoritarian control over society. Like how would you, how would you view some of these details within, you know, kind of the phases that we're going through? Like, are we kind of destined for not destined in a sense of we don't have a say over it and that astrology rules humanity or anything in that way, but more so as these trends are surfacing, is it, is it sort of saying like, yeah, we have to, we're, we're, we're going to be moving into these new phases of socialism or of, of Marxism or whatever it is you said. And we kind of just have to go along with it. Or is it more so some of the underlying ideas behind these things? Meaning we want more community. We want more um, people being taken care of each other as opposed to kind of the way it's viewed in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Well, all that stuff. Yeah. Community is definitely air. It's definitely Aquarian. Yeah. We're going into more Aquarian period now. Um, so your question, I didn't fully understand. Yeah. It was hard to say. Was that a question or a comment? I was uh, trying to, I was trying to yeah. say like, how would you relate? Like, yeah. you know, cause the feeling that a lot of people have is like what's happening right now is like mm-hmm. the pandemic is being used yeah. as a way to instill uh, these new regimes of social control. Yeah. And not just that. Can I just add something yeah. I forgot to say? Um, AI is totally Aquarian. Yeah. It's very air, but very Aquarian. Like Aquarius, so this new cycle we're going into is Aquarius. Aquarius is technology, it's technocratic, science, scientism is Aquarian. Um, The, you know, humans merging with technology, transhumanism, Mm -hmm. it's all Aquarian. So there's going to be pros and cons. It's going to, it's like when we're in the earth period, there's pros and cons to free markets, there's pros and cons to capitalism. So there's going to be pros and cons. But, um, so to answer your question, did I... Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what you're trying to get at is the pros and cons angle is kind of what, what I was trying to, to yeah. get to is like, so when you look at it from a pros and cons perspective, it's like we're going to be introducing certain themes into mm. our world. Exactly. And yeah. it's it's almost like how they're used is really what it comes down to at the end of the day. Like, yeah. are they going to be used by people to control others or are they going to be used to create a better society? It's going to be a mix of both. Right. It's part of duality. I mean, I think... I think the, the, the people at the top, like the, the elites and the powers that be, I think they have to, they can't make it all negative. They ha- there has to be some positive to everything right. they do, right? So, um, and they'll see, they'll sell it like that. Those, like, I remember seeing Trudeau a few months ago, he was talking to the UN saying, oh, the Great Reset, and we're going to bring more equality to the world. And right. It sounds great, right? But, right. but they're, so that's the positive of it, and that's how they're going to sell it. That's how they're going to pitch it. But, right there's the negative of it is more control but you know if we look at the way i what i think um is that they have a certain agenda they're going to push it forward but the more we make noise and we say you know we complain about our freedoms being taken away like i think they modify their plans based on the the feedback from the people yeah i think they have to right so um you know air is about freedom Right. So right now people are complaining about their freedoms being taken away, but air is more freedom centered. Right. So, um, so I think there will be more freedom to a certain degree in a certain way. Yeah. And maybe it, like what I think is going to happen is, um, 
over the coming years might not happen right away is like so for example right now uh, people in uh, developing countries third world countries they have like hardly any they're stuck right yeah their money is not worth anything they can't travel they can't it's possible in the future there, there might be this sort of reset of the value of currencies yep um, where it'll kind of open up opportunity for people in parts of the world where like right now if, if you go to India with your Canadian dollar your Canadian dollar is worth a lot like yeah, yeah, yeah. everything will be so cheap for you there right um, I think there might be some kind of correction of that maybe so it's it, it'll suck for us but it'll be it'll be good for them right yeah. so i mean you know so i mean these are different possibilities i don't know for sure exactly how it's going to go yeah um there's going to be pros and cons and i think like even with socialism a lot of people especially with the political climate in recent years um, a lot of people are scared of socialism and and I, I think there's pros and cons i don't think it's all that bad but i think it's depends on how it's done um but there's always going to be like i think in a lot of ways more people are going to be free um and things are going to kind of open up in some ways but in other ways you're probably still going to have like um i think the top one percent is going to shrink like it's it's it might be like the top half a percent is right. going to have more wealth than, right, you know right. jeff bezel ramazon and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't know because we're still we're still we're, we're coming out of the, we're still coming out of the earth so there's still going to be this you know capitalism because don't forget like most people that are born most people everyone alive now was born a lot of people were born during the earth period yeah right and some people i was born during the air cycle but we were born during the, we were born in the 80s we were in the transition right so um yeah. so let's let's kind of get into some of this grand conjunction thing a little bit more deeply yeah. like I, from what I've been seeing, like people have been making a really big deal out of it in the sense of like, you know, some people have stated um, on Instagram or whatever, like, oh my God, like this is it. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, this is always the question. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like on that day, on that moment, you know, yeah. in your, in your mind, from even stuff you've probably seen out there, like what, what is it that people think are supposed to happen here? It might not, there might not be anything major happen. Like it's, 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 the, it's the beginning of a cycle, long-term cycle. It's the beginning of a 20 year cycle and it, 200 year period air period i'm sure there's going to be there's there's going to things that happen around that time and even that week it's that day when it's exact but it's the whole you can look at the weeks before and after yeah even the years before and after the things will be seeded right whenever there's a new cycle new the beginnings of new cycles are seeding periods yeah so you might see things in the news that might not be a big deal but it could be seeding something, right? It's like when the, like, for example, the COVID-19 thing. People weren't freaking out about COVID-19 until March right. in, in most of the world, right? But in January, December, January, if you look at the astrology, that's when a lot of the COVID stuff was being seeded. So, for example, in January, there was a powerful Saturn-Pluto conjunction that a lot of people were talking about. Right. And that's when there was the uh, thing with Iran when they when Trump took out that military leader. Yeah, everyone thought there was going to be a war, but that was reflected the so Saturn and Pluto is a very heavy energy, right? So everyone thought that was a lot of astrologers thought, oh, this is the Saturn Pluto might lead us. Might, might everyone all the astrologers like good astrologers were worried about twenty twenty. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've been talking about twenty twenty for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturn Pluto conjunction um so we thought a lot of us thought oh this is it it's going to be like war or a lot of saturn pluto could be a lot of death fear right but 
I think that Iran thing reflected the end of the previous Saturn Pluto cycle, which also started in the early 80s. Um, and it started this new. So the point I'm trying to say is that in the, in, in, when the Saturn Pluto conjunction happened in January, there were things connect. That's when COVID was identified. There's a lot of things mm. connected to COVID that happened in January that were seeded. Right. But it wasn't until months later that it, it really affected us. Mm. So same thing with the Saturn Jupiter conjunction. It's it's just it's the beginning of a cycle. There there will be things at that time or over these coming weeks that are this reflected reflecting the the seeding aspect of those planets coming together. But doesn't mean something will happen that day. You know that's kind of like New Age. Uh, you know talk like everyone's yeah. expecting rainbows and unicorns yeah yeah well and that's and that's the challenge <laughs> you know? like i've always had with with a lot of stuff coming out of sort of the spiritual community at times is like yeah. it feels like every every year or every couple of years there's there's like this is it this is the wave this is the wave of energy or this yeah. is the wave of thing and i've always kind of felt that i'm like look like i'm i'm sensitive to, to energy like i can feel that i have an i have intuition right like yeah. like everybody else does right but i'd always be like this doesn't like all making a big deal out of every single thing that's going on out there, every alignment, every, everything has always kind of struck me as like sort of getting into this tendency within, within the community of, of almost like what I feel is a very disempowered tendency, to be honest. It's always like Mm -hmm. something out there is always ruling what's happening on the world. Right. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just been one of those things where it's like, here it is again, where like, you know, this conjunction is going to bring about the great change that we're all waiting for, so to well, speak. Well, it is, but, yeah. but but people expect, like, uh, aliens to show up or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, all of a sudden we're going to send to the 23rd dimension or something. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's get realistic here. But but the thing is, is that we've, we've, again, like, we're ending a cycle and we're beginning a cycle. Yeah. So we're seeing things happen. We might see things happen that day or this coming week that reflect the ending and the beginning. Right. Right. And and even the Trump's presidency right. happened in the last four years of the two hundred year Earth period. Right, right. Which Trump is is very much a capitalist, right? He he right. reflects the a lot of the negative aspects of Earth and yeah. positive too. And um you know so the the it's kinda like uh when something's about to change we hold on. We're like, no, we don't want to change. We hold on. So, so the presidency of Trump, and I'm saying this in a very neutral way. I'm not saying from an anti-Trump or pro-Trump. I'm very neutral towards him. I'm just saying like the, the presidency towards Trump and people holding on and of, of like capitalism and all that stuff uh, reflects very much the, 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 the ending of the earth period. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting too. Cause like, you know, since we're on the topic, like I've, I've spoken to a lot of people about sort of the Trump voter fraud situation. I've done quite a bit of research into it myself. And like the way I look at it is this, like, um, anytime there's a vote on a federal level, I think if you took a microscope out and really looked at it, you'd probably find voter fraud Mm -hmm. like that, you know, examples of it all over the place. There's something about this election that, that drew people into like, needing to because it, everything was just so tense in the united states for, for leading up to it right yeah. so i think voter fraud probably exists in, in like you almost want me to give an astrological perspective on the election I, w- I would love to but okay. let me just let me just throw this out there okay. to get your take on this yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like you know like when i look at it i'm like yeah there's been there's been i think there's voter fraud but people going back to the hanging on yeah it's like people seem to 
it, there's a there's another phenomenon connected to this, which we won't get into because we'll be talking about it all day. But yeah. um, it's just like it seems like people can't let go of. When I'm looking at it, I'm like, you're right. They can't let go of the this idea that Trump may not be the president in January, and that you know, and and, and so I very much relate to that when I look at what's going on out there. Yes, there's yeah. voter fraud. Yes, you know, it probably was rigged. I think other elections were rigged too. Um, you know, and I think if we really looked at it, we'd probably find that. Yeah. But um, but there does seem to be almost like this. I, there's people I can't accept mm-hmm. that that he's not going to be there. And they, there's some of the posts that they're still making. You know, Biden will never take office. Biden will never take office. Biden will never take office, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in the, the Q community, right? Um, and they're sure, like they're certain that, that that's where things are going to go. And I just, I when, when you were saying that about people not being able to let go, I, I wondered. I was like, yeah, well, that's, that's totally what came to part mind. Of it. Yeah, yeah, that's totally part of it. I mean, it's, it, the, the idea of people not wanting to let go is going to manifest in a lot of ways right? yeah. and um yeah but it's it's but i think that whole situation around trump and the election and all the conspiracy talk and all the uh deep state stuff like it needed to happen it needed yeah we needed to, that needed like trump presidency brought a lot of things to our awareness yeah you know he reflects what's dying and what needs he, you know he, there's so many fat facets about trump's presidency that needed to be expressed right yeah so it's um yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting because like i think one of the reasons why transparency tube which is the data collector that looks at our channel i think one of the reasons why they think that we're right leaning yeah. is because i made a video about trump talking yeah. about how his presidency kind of has all these like underlying things about how truth would come to the surface and like nowhere in there does the video discuss how trump's like you know uh, you know you know the savior he's like a good guy or like all these things it's more so just this idea of like hey things are going to change because like the script is a little different now right yeah and uh and it's interesting because like anytime you talk about these things everyone's always just got to like put a label it's like either you're you're left-leaning or you're right-leaning or you can't you know they gotta find a place for you in the spectrum yeah right they gotta they gotta put you somewhere in there so that's why it's easy for people to you know if you're a conspiracy theorist you're a right-winger all of a sudden yeah and i think it was kind of convenient because more people have been waking up to conspiracies since 9-11. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was kind of convenient for them to have yeah. Trump. Because now they can put us under Trump. Oh, you're a Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm a conspiratorial minded person. Yeah. Where does where does that play in like in yeah. this? Like, because so from an astrological perspective, right? Like I feel like 2020 yeah. has been a year where, I think this has been happening in general, where more people have been opening up to the idea of conspiracy, which I'll define as like, yeah. it's not so much that you we have these crazy theories that people are going to believe in, but the idea of conspiracy, which is to say that there are things that go on behind the scenes where, where powerful interests conspire to take yeah. action, and then they may deny that action, they may hide that action. People have become a lot more aware of that, right? Especially in 2020, there's been a lot more discussion around that. Um and even academics are starting to be more like, ah, maybe some of this stuff is conspiracy. I'm not ready to go here yet, but maybe some of this stuff is, you know. Does that play into any of the themes that uh, that have been going on? Oh, dude, 100%, man. Yeah. Like this year, was there's three bigger, big cycles ending and beginning this year. Mm-hmm. Saturn-Jupiter, the Saturn-Pluto, and Jupiter-Pluto. Jupiter-Pluto was really strong in late March, early April. Yeah. That's when there was that like meditation and everyone was waking like late March, early April. That's when everyone was like, okay, wait, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? And that's when Jupiter and Pluto were aligned. And and so Pluto rules conspiracies. 
yeah pluto rules like the, the underworld and the manipulation and the darker aspects of society whereas jupiter is media marketing expansiveness getting it out there we had a jupiter pluto conjunction the last time we had it's every 12 years the last time we had it was like 2008 or whatever 2009 and if you remember around that time that was shortly after like youtube google video came out and all these consciousness raising documentaries were coming out at that time like zeitgeist esoteric agenda and all those a lot of stuff that came out around that time seeded like all the conscious media that came out over the following 12 years was because of what was seeded in 2008 because of the seeding when two two planets come together but this time the problem with 2020 see when it happened in 2008 it had more of a spiritual flavor too it was conspiracies and consciousness but this year was more conspiracy but the the problem is that jupiter was in capricorn and jupiter is like restricted in capricorn it's in saturn's sign and saturn so saturn was in capricorn saturn is in its home it rules capricorn yeah jupiter is in saturn's home while saturn's there it's like being in a jail cell when the jail guard is watching you that's what it's like so so jupiter conjunct pluto is trying to get all these conspiracies information out but saturn's there that's why you saw the censorship right right that reflects the censorship so um whereas in 2008 or whatever it was in Sagittarius. It was in Jupiter's sign. There was no censorship. And it was. It also <laughs> had a, a spiritual flavor, right? And that's why this whole idea of conspirituality is because a lot of people who got into conspiracies got into conspiracies because of what was seeded when the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in 2008, which was aligned with the galactic center. Mm. It, was a, it was a huge major conjunction because the galactic center is reflects like higher consciousness and... Um, you know evolution and and you know like humanity moving forward and, and bringing in new ideas and uh that affect like our our worldview and stuff like that right and so yeah. um so that's why there's there's this sort of uh conspirituality movement yeah have yeah. you have you heard of the conspirituality podcast those guys that are doing no no but i've seen the word i see you post yeah yeah stuff. yeah because yeah, people have been like so the word has the word has kind of been coming up because of what exactly what you're talking about and then I think I looked back, I did some research, there was a study that came out in, I think it was like 2011, which would kind of match what you're saying, because if you're saying a lot of it was seeded in 2008, 2009, it would give enough time for culture to absorb it, and then... Yeah, or even then, 2007 too, sorry, 2007, right. 2008, yeah, yeah. sorry. And then, and then you'd have the first academics starting to like look at this phenomenon and say, hmm, like, what's going on here? And then they produced the first study talking about uh, conspirituality, which is like this phenomenon of sort of the male-dominated conspiracy platform with the female-dominated wellness platform or spirituality platform, and it was converging. And they were kind of wow. like fascinated by this happening, and they kind of wrote a paper that I, I didn't buy the whole paper, so I'm kind of going off the abstract here. But it was the you know they were just trying to understand the culture of like how this happened and like wondering, is it because people have this more open-minded worldview in the the spirituality space that is causing them to be more adept to believe what they call conspiracy, which mm. is a loaded you know term on its own because a lot of times people assume that that suddenly means that it, it can't be true or it can't be real, but. Um, Following on that, with the whole Q phenomenon, that's where this the Conspirituality podcast came from, is, is the three hosts got together. They're kind of like, you know, uh, they all each come from different backgrounds. One's like a journalist, one's like a cult survivor, and the other one's just, I think, like a yogi or something. And they're kind of like looking at 
they're trying to have like a more open-minded dialogue about how, you know, this convergence is actually maybe not so healthy in a lot of ways. Right. And, and maybe a little bit of conspiracy exists here and there, but for the most part, there is no conspiracy. And like, so they've, they've, they've kind of tackled this conversation as trying to uh, sort of show that there's like issues within these people where they're believing things that are just crazy because their their worldview under spirituality is just so open that they're just believing anything. Um, and so they've been getting a lot of flack for taking that approach from, you know, the, the, the spirituality slash conspiracy movement. But yet, you know, the New York Times mm-hmm. and other major uh, uh, news networks, mainstream news networks are looking at them as like heroes because they're, you know, they're doing something that aligns perfectly with kind of the mainstream narrative, which is that anybody's talking about conspiracy in a larger way or some big change that's happening on the planet. Um, it's just, it's not good, not good for mainstream business. Right. So they're, they're, they like that they're hacking that down. But um, yeah, yeah just, I just, I've been fascinated by like, this emerging discussion of you know people starting to realize conspiracy is a real thing and then other people being like "Mm, i'm still not like i can see it here but like i could admit that epstein might have been running like a honeypot type you know where they're blackmailing politicians but the idea that vaccines though that's just crazy it's it's so weird how they It's, it's like crazy there's there's corruption in pharmaceuticals but there would never be corruption in in vaccines mm. or there would never be corruption in education or there'd never be corruption in climate or whatever it's like it makes no sense i know i know <laughs> you know 2020 revealed so much it revealed like where because it's interesting because i've been in sort of like the conscious community for a while and and then when all this stuff happened it, like every community was divided yeah like the, the spiritual conscious community was divided. Some of them are very liberal and some of them are conspiracy. Yeah. Right. And then even in astrology, the astrology community is excessively liberal. Mm. It's overly, it drives me crazy. Whenever I go to an astrology event, it's like they're just spreading propaganda all the time. Right, like right. this is supposed to be astrology. Let's talk about it neutrally and objectively. Right. Right. So the, the thing is, is that every community has been divided uh, right down the middle. And the, um, but it blows my mind because me personally, on my journey, I started my journey from, I started in conspiracies before I became spiritual. Right. After 9-11, I'm like, wait, what's going on? The world isn't what I thought it was. And then, right. And I was actually depressed about, I'm like, oh man, like it's, I felt like it was like victim mentality, right? Right. And then when I, then a few years after that, that's when I had like a spiritual sort of somewhat awakening and, um, and then that was like sort of like the solution and it, it it the understanding of conspiracies is what opened the door for the consciousness and spirituality and and um you know like the way i see it I, i'm not trying to go too off topic but the, the way i see it is that and, and this is why i have a hard time like when i see people like you know this past year this division is that the the powers that be the the elite people um, yeah, there's all these conspiracies and stuff, but I think one of the biggest conspiracies that people don't really understand is that they're trying to suppress our consciousness. They're yeah. trying to suppress our human potential. They're trying to suppress our spiritual connectivity. They're trying to, we're, we're like, you know, spiritual beings. We're connected to the whole universe. We're, you know, so that's like, I think one of the most craziest conspiracies in the most controlled part of society is the the pharmaceuticals and health and nutrition yeah because even even before all the censorship in 2020 
in the last few years, what were the top YouTube pages being deleted? Health. Health. Dr. Yeah. McCullough. Dr. Yeah. McCullough, I remember I would go on Google, he'd be on the first page all yeah. the time. Yeah. And now he's just wiped out, right? Yeah. And so that, in my opinion, is is the number one conspiracy. And then you see, like, look what happened with um, recently Brandy Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Like, look what happened in the last two decades. All these microbiologists getting disappeared, like, mysteriously dying. Yeah. Uh, all these anti-vax people that have a big voice, they're getting, they're dying. They're getting whacked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, right? And then even, like, look what happened in Toronto a couple of years ago. There was that pharmaceutical company that the owner that they found they thought they committed suicide yeah yeah look how, look how crazy that was like uh the way they were killed would make any mafia jealous you know right so like the pharmaceutical companies are the the i think the, the number one conspiracy is the how they want to uh minimize our human potential and they want to prevent us like certain minerals and vitamins like there's no country in the world where every vitamin and mineral supplement is legal there's there's always you know in some countries like a certain one vitamin might be illegal it's hard to get it, but you can get it in another country or right you know, so there's this yeah anyways interesting yeah, yeah. i never right because definitely the the health the health angle of like the censorship of health because pages can I, can I just yeah, say yeah. Something? so so the thing is with me is that when it personally and i know this might not affect everybody like that but when i when i started consuming like um superfoods and and algae and putting minerals in my body that affected my consciousness big time. Yeah. I started feeling more activated. Right. They don't want people to be activated. Right. So that's the number one thing, right? And so and I think this like with all these vaccines and all that, it's it's an assault on our consciousness. Yeah. Right. So Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would I would I would agree. I think there's a lot that goes on that, you know, what they call the war on consciousness a lot of times mm. seems to be a big part of it. You even look at from a scientific community perspective, it's like there's always this like, oh, well, you know, that, that kind of, that stuff's like pseudoscience, right? Like if you, if you start talking about how thoughts may, might be non-local, well, you know, we're just not open to that, right? And I think some of that is just like our, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten to this mode as humans where we've adopted these worldviews that are so material, right? Yeah. They're so closed off to, if I can't sense it with my senses, um, then it's probably not real. Or it's probably not, you know, there. When in reality, there is there's so much science emerging that shows that, you know, there are many things that are very real that are beyond our senses, right? And that there are even other senses that we have that, like, you know, they call the sixth sense, intuition, whatever it might be, um, that with a little bit of practice to developing them, you can see huge gains in being able to interpret things that you may not be able to interpret from a material point of view. Um, and when you think about how much that worldview of strong material has sort of ruled our reality uh, for such a long period of time. It's like, I think it's why we're seeing so much of what's happening, but I, I wonder is in what you're talking about too, is this idea of, cause we've been growing a lot as humanity culturally and, and opening up to more, a more non-material world view to the basis of our reality. Um, do you find this plays in astrologically to, to anything that's going on right now? Like whether it be right now or even in the last, you know, couple decades or something like that sorry that was a loaded question could you just summarize? super loaded yeah, yeah, yeah. so um the non-material aspect of yeah. our worldview us becoming a lot more interested mm. in seeing things from a non-material perspective have you yeah. s- does that play in well yeah because we're going out of earth. earth is material yeah. yeah we're going into more air right where it's like information is king service yeah. is king we're going to more service economy information-based economy yeah 
less physical, like younger people are more minimalist. They don't want to have own so many things. Mm-hmm. Like our parents, gener- we're kind of, me and you, we're in between right. those world generations. But like our parents' generation was all about, you know, building assets and, you know, property and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's like when I think about how we're going to see meaningful change, a lot of times it's like to me it comes down to deep aspects of our yeah. worldview that needs to be questioned, you know, on a cultural level. Um, I don't think it's never like this is the thing. And so one of the problems is a lot of new age people think that we're going like all of a sudden the whole world is going to be enlightened and we're going. Yeah, to, just immediately. And they're, tied into, <laughs> they're tied into the age of Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah, which doesn't make Aquarius is not like we're Aquarius. Like when they talk about you know going to higher dimensions, but that's not Aquarian. Yeah, Aquarian is very collective. You know, like I think it could be collective evolution could thrive in the yeah. Aquarian period. It's, it, it's, it's very collective. It's about groups. It's about teams. It's it's humanitarian. It's yeah. it's it's equality. It, there's a lot of good things about Aquarius, but it's not um, about like us all ascending to the 27th dimension you know <laughs> and unicorns and whatever it's it, it's not but it, aquarius is like science and ai and now you know what i mean so yeah. it's so but but just since we're on the topic um there are potentially larger cycles going on like for example um like the age of aquarius mm-hmm. or the end of the mind calendar or the in india they look at like this period we're going into a golden age and from that perspective, maybe we are going into a, a very spiritual period. Yeah. And can I just, we'll talk about the age of Aquarius because I think yeah, we yeah. really talk. So the thing is, is that a lot of people believe this is the beginning of the age of Aquarius. Right. And the astrological ages are approximately 2,000 years. Right. Okay. We're going into a 20-year Aquarian cycle and a 200-year air period. So it could feel like we're going into the age of Aquarius because we are going into the Aquarian period. And the next few years, we're going to have uh, Mercury retrogrades and air signs. We've got eclipses and air signs. So we are going definitely, it's a lot of air coming up. But as far as the 2,000-year air period, there's a big question mark around that because the marker for the age of Aquarius is debated. You know, if, if you base it on the... Um, I'm just going to say some technical stuff because some people might know what I'm talking about. If you base it on the precession of the equinox, the precession of the the sidereal zodiac, it's still like another 200 years till we go to the age of Aquarius. Right. right? But it's reasonable for people to think that this is the beginning of the age of Aquarius because this Saturn-Jupiter conjunction happens right at the beginning. It's at, This is another important thing we didn't mention yet. Not only is it on the solstice, is that zero degrees Aquarius. So the week leading up to that, Jupiter and Saturn are switching from Capricorn to Aquarius. And then, bam, they have the conjunction right at the beginning of Aquarius. So the zero degree of any sign is also reflects powerful new beginnings. Right. And this is the closest Saturn and Jupiter will be in like almost 800 years. So it's reasonable for people to think that this is a planetary representation or a planetary um yeah representation of the age of aquarius but the ages are not based on planets yeah so it's it's iffy maybe it is right and there's a lot of astrologers if you look at astrology texts from before 200 years ago as far as i know as far as i know there's no mention of the astrological ages it's only in the last few hundred years yeah so 
now maybe i'm not 100 sure but that's you know what's the word on the street it's a word on the street <laughs> so 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 there's a lot of like hardcore like traditional astrologers um that don't don't even talk about the ages i never hear them mention the ages it's more like new age kind of fluffy astrologers that talk about it yeah now i think the ages might be relevant I'm, I'm on the fence i'm not 100 sure but i lean towards yeah maybe we are going into aquarian age but does it actually start right now i don't know either way we're on the cusp of it either way it's not important like it's but on a smaller s- cycles on the smaller cyclical part of it you know we are definitely going to aquarian part so it can feel like the age of aquarius yeah. so now so just to kind of summarize is that you know again aquarius isn't a spiritual sign right it could be there's a lot of spiritual aquarians but aquarius is very much science right you know so the um, we're coming out of the piscean age which is more spiritual than aquarius pisces is the last sign yeah of the zodiac so there's a lot of question marks around that so I, I get kind of annoyed when i see some people like especially some astrologers say with confidence like oh we're beginning the age of aquarius you know what i mean and age of enlightenment and like are you sure about that? Are you sure we're entering the age of Christ? And are you sure that you want that? You know, do you want transhumanism? Do you want AI? Do you want, um, you know, like like us being hooked up to technology and mRNA vaccines and yeah, all yeah. that stuff, right? So, um, but anyways. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point because I, 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 I like you sometimes have like these frustrations at times with, with uh and it's not like you know i'm like oh i'm so frustrated it's more so it's just like sometimes it's hard to communicate that's what yeah. that's what i think happens like when you have when you have like new age stuff and conspiracy stuff and 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 we get these like hard fast positions like every, anytime people are taking like these hard fast positions on something it becomes difficult to communicate because now when you're saying what you're saying about the age of aquarius people are filtering it all through like maybe that YouTube video they watched that was like, oh yeah, we're entering into this golden era that's just going to suddenly change everything. And for me, kind of, I guess the, 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 the thing that becomes difficult is like, I feel, and I'm curious to get your take on this, yeah. but like, I feel so much of what we're going through change wise on this planet is it's going to take time, right? We have to get engaged in it. Yeah. We have to create it. We have to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yet it feels like there's a big group of people that are just waiting for that age of Aquarius to just kind of dawn it all upon us. Right. And, uh, and that's kind of like, that's kind of like the part where you're just like, we can't sit back and just like wait for this stuff. This is, this is only like, it's, and maybe this is a good way of looking at it, but is this just kind of like a, you know, like the cherry on top of the work that you, you have to do anyway. Like it's kind of going to give you a little bit of extra energy to do this work, to really create the change that you want to create within yourself. Is that how you view it? Yeah. Well, well, the shift, the change has to work through us. It's not right. just going to happen externally. It's not like aliens are going to show up and they're going to change. I hope right. it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Aquarius actually might be aliens, like us actually communicating with aliens. Well, like I think I think that's on the way for sure. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I hope so. And you know, and I hope uh, they they bring teleportation, and so we can we don't have to sit in traffic and stuff like that. Right. But the um. But, but will, the will change, you have to get are, a vaccine is, to teleport though? Well, you have to get I don't know. I yeah. Hope not. yeah, there'll be a teleportation vaccine. Um, yeah, like who? Who? I remember there was a video I did on YouTube prior to 2012 because I that's when I, I was starting to get annoyed with some of this stuff, right? Because I, I remember in 2000, I heard about 2012 on Coast to Coast AM, maybe like 2003, 2004, when I was heavy into conspiracies. Yeah, 
And I thought at that time, I thought it was the end of the world. And then, then I started becoming more spiritual and I was looking forward to 2012. And by the time, so I've been paying attention for like eight or nine years leading up to it. I've been like with a countdown to 2012. And then by the time we got to 2010, 2011, I'm like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Like 2012, we're gonna, everyone's going to be enlightened. It's going to be the golden age. Yeah, if yeah. you look at the, the way things have progressed those years, it wasn't progressing fast enough for that to happen. Yeah. So then I, got, I just got inspired. I did a video called... Um, about the shift like everyone's waiting for the shift but we are the shift right it works the shift happens through us exactly right so yeah collective evolution three the shift is yeah. literally literally yeah literally about that it's kind of like uh i i i was looking at the uh little bit of astrological stuff mm -hmm. from a, and then also bringing in some of the scientific perspective of of how uh energy uh, cosmic energy does influence human DNA or human consciousness in general. And then I, I was looking at ancient tradition and I was looking at um, other people that might come from a little bit more of an intuitive perspective. And I kind of distilled everything down into very much that like we're, we're at, we're moving in, we're moving through cycles, right? Everything yeah. is kind of like we're moving through cycles and yes, those cycles in time in influence how we operate. Yeah. But I think that, you know, kind of the end point of the movie was like, this is going to come down to how we choose to be and how we choose to act on a daily basis and like, and really put that into action. And I, you know, I sometimes wonder like if there's still a lot of us that are in this mode where we're still feeling like, okay, well, you know, even with conspiracies, right? Like, well, what's going to happen? Like, how are we going to, how are we going to get rid of the elite? Or like, you know, how is it, you know, there's this mode where people don't know what yeah. to do and uh and i i always relate it back to i think it's because like somewhere along the lines we hold these positions whether it be conspiracy or whether it be spiritual where something external to us is going to make that change so it's like in, in my head how how would you from your astral astrological perspective when you say the shift has to happen through us mm. what would you say that means for people um well first of all figuring out who you are Mm -hmm. stepping into your power getting activated yeah you know so a lot of people yoga might help activate them spiritually meditation food superfoods things like that fasting um so figure out who you are and then go from there yeah right and then you'll and then a lot of people like i get a lot it's interesting like i get a lot of client a lot of people that come to me are at a time in their life where they're becoming more awakened and they're trying to figure out, okay, what's my purpose? Because maybe they had a, a career that didn't, was reflected their um, unactivated self, right? And now they're becoming more spiritually activated and they want to do something that's more meaningful, that's creating change in the world. And so I think everyone's got to figure out who they are and then what's their contribution to the world. So even like just, I'll speak for myself, as an astrologer, um, one of the things that motivated me was my own awakening and finding who I was and, and finding my place in the world. And that's why I try to help other people. Yeah. Now it's my business, my career and I make money off of it, but it's, um, it's something that I'm very passionate about and, you know, how can I help this person step more into their power and what's their place in the world? So everyone's got to try to find their own thing, like with you doing collective evolution and with other, even if you're, um, uh, you know, people work helping people deal with trauma or whatever it is. What what can you contribute to the collective? What's your role? What's your place? And everyone's got their own thing, you know. And yeah. um, so I think, but I think it's a lot of it. It starts with self awareness, 
but self-awareness there's different levels of self-awareness right and i think um people need to purge whatever sort of like lower vibrational i don't want to sound too new agey but lower vibrational frequencies um from their you know not watching tv not being around negative people not eating bad food not um and doing things that kind of raise you know raise their frequency or the vibration so that they become their more more activated version of, of themselves right yeah. and, and just to go from there that's it yeah you know because then when you're when you become like that because even me like before i got into astrology and spirituality when i was in the, big into conspiracies i had a job that i hated i kind of liked it in some ways but overall i didn't like it i worked for like a printing company it was very toxic <laughs> i worked with all these toxic people like alcoholics and stuff and then um you know i used to eat like fast food sometimes twice a day coffees all day stuff like that and and um but when i when i started becoming more spiritual and for me like i'm like i said food affected me a lot like eating more healthier yeah um that's when i'm like okay wait a sec that's when i was i was i was detoxing not just physically mentally spiritually i was detoxing like what was um um uh, like obstructing right my spiritual connectivity and then <clears throat> and then that's when i was in a place where it's and then then that's when i started getting into astrology and then i met an astrologer and then he you know he that's i was in this place where it's like okay what, what's my purpose what should i be doing and and that's that's what kind of put me on 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 the path now so i think everyone for everybody it's a different process but um you know that's pretty that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. and another thing i just want to say it's kind of similar but a little bit um just kind of balance out what I something I said previously is that you know we are if we look at the last 15 years um especially the last 13 years there has been a huge awakening yeah. around the world like not just with conspiracy spirituality more sure. people becoming more conscious more people getting into healthy eating cleansing stuff like that yoga so there is when people believe that we're going into this age of enlightenment stuff like that you know there is things happening in the world sure. that reflect it but what's unrealistic is that like what you're saying that it's, it's going to happen right away yeah. yeah it's a process it's going to take a long time right yeah. yeah and i don't think i don't think we're ever going to completely um like i think there's always going to be darkness in the world there's always going to be evil there's always going to be this conspiracy conspiracy stuff going on and and because this is part of what duality it's part of it's what helps push us forward like i think we're, we're constantly moving into more of a enlightened society and we're becoming more um uh i don't know there's a lot of spiritual growth happening but the but we still need that sort of like it's kind of like the slingshot effect yeah. you know the slingshot effect like when you get pulled in one it's like with me i got really deep into conspiracies and it's kind of Shoot a darker period in my way. life and then and then i then i have this sort of like spiritual epiphany and it slingshots you like you do like a 180 right so yeah yeah um, yeah yeah and it's interesting and i think i think as you're mentioning like the 13 years building up through and people having more awakenings i i when people ask going back to the grand conjunction again it's like what's yeah. going to happen it's like i think more of what has happened in the past 13 years, right? Like we're going to see more yeah. moving into 2021 
of the same thing. People becoming more and more interested in expanding their minds, been more and more interested in being healthier and eating healthier and creating community and connecting and, and engaging with all that stuff as opposed to, you know, like we're saying, there's just this one change where everyone's just suddenly enlightened. And uh, I think what I find, and it, you might notice this too, is like sometimes there's, we'll talk, people will talk about, you know, oh, our, our true nature is that we're infinite beings, right? Which is like, okay, it's true. But is the point to be a completely infinite being on earth, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the point of earth? Is that why we incarnate as consciousness into a physical body? Is the point to be completely infinite on earth and just be able to do anything and everything? Yeah. And it's like, my thought on it is like, like no, that's yeah. not the point. Yeah. And so when we when we hear these ideas of like, oh, we're these infinite beings, whatever. Sometimes we use these like astrological moments as like, that's going to be the trigger that's going to make us these infinite beings Mm -hmm. as opposed to talking about how we might just evolve through the human experience um, as it is. Do you have any thoughts on that? I agree. I agree (laughs) with you. No, 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 I agree with what you're saying that it's not like we're here. I mean, I would would just kind of... um, it's like when people think that, like, oh, this person's enlightened, or they're an enlightened master, or they, then wh- why are you here for? Like, we're here to go to, you know, we came, we incarnated on Earth in a physical body yeah. to have an experience and to help us evolve spiritually. Yeah. So I don't think it makes sense for people to just, all of a sudden, everyone becomes infinite or enlightened or whatever. Is that what you mean by infinite? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, so I don't think it makes sense because it would kind of defeat the purpose of why we're here as individuals on a micro level and then on a mac like you know collectively like because we have like our own individual trauma our own individual healing our own individual stuff we need to work through but then there's all the collective stuff right and so we we came here to process it we came here to work through it we came here to engage in that way and and so i think when if anybody if anytime anybody reaches like full total enlightenment then they're done. They don't need to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. They just go back to the spirit world, right? So I don't know. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you'll see, like, you'll, you'll see people when when you when you see like um, spiritual masters or people who are perceived as totally enlightened. Um, they might they might come across as these radiant beings who are spiritual masters and they probably are but but then there's 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 always this like crazy dark side that comes always some scandal that comes out right yeah that, that has yeah. been happening a lot lately yeah. where it's like and again going back to like things coming to light right mm-hmm. it's part of the uh the energy at the moment is like so much has been coming to light but you keep seeing these documentaries about some other spiritual teacher or something that that you hear something about like I even heard a couple of things not too long ago about a very prominent, uh, I won't say the name cause it's not that important, but yeah. you know, very prominent like writers got shows and he's like one of the biggest guys out there. And like some of the stuff that like, you know, four of my friends like witness happened, it would be like, I think a lot of people would, would kind of be like, you know, do one of these at that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not a, like at a point of like judging him as like, Oh, he's supposed to be this perfect character, but it's more so it's just like, you know, like everybody's kind of dealing with some, something right yeah. now. Some aspect of their character is 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 coming to light, and uh, you know that's just yeah. what it is. Let me just tie like, tie in some astrology to that. So, like everybody's 
born with their own astrological blueprint, their own natal chart. Yeah. Right. And you're going to see, like, if somebody comes in as born in this lifetime, and if they are like, they have some kind of dark aspect of them, which everyone will have their own shadow qualities, right? It'll be, it might have something, maybe like they came here to live that. They came here to, um, I'm not saying like, we should have complete compassion for, um, you know, people doing really bad things to people. Yeah. But we also have to understand that, um, you know, they, people have ancestral trauma and they also have maybe in a past life, something happened and they yeah. need to experience it. They need to work through it in this life. And so the, 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 I don't know. I think that's all. I need to yeah. Say. It's, yeah. Sh- it's shifting. And you know, we say this a lot. Like I, I talk about a lot through the empathizing with, yeah. the deep state or empathizing with the people that are very powerful that take actions that harm people. Like if you were to rehumanize those people, because mm-hmm. a lot of people we've rehum we've dehumanized them, yeah. right? They're, Oh, they're not humans. They're just something else. But it's like, it makes it so that like, we don't, we don't ask the question why. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is kind of like, instead of just throwing the judgment, like, Oh, this person's done something horrible. More so asking like, why, what has, if we were to care for community and say, if we were to ask why this person might be acting this way, we might be able to find that, that trauma, maybe that ancestral trauma, maybe that, that story about something that happened when they were a child. Mm -hmm. And then we could potentially as community assist that person through that. And then maybe they won't be harming people anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And, and this is kind of like the, the big shift in our perspective that I think is so important when we talk about neutrality is like the idea of, not just saying, well, that person's evil and horrible and whatever, but actually asking like, what, what is driving them? Sure. We may need to take them for a moment and say, Hey, like we can't leave you amongst all these children because you're abusing them. So let's take you for a moment, but let's, let's talk about what that, what's going on. Why are you abusing children all the time? Right. Um, And I think that's like a big shift that I, I feel maybe in this, you know, Aquarian or this, this new air type age, maybe, turning to community in that way might oh 100 percent. i mean yeah. that's been happening yeah that, that's been happening is like a compassion for people um it's like for example in canada and toronto there's a lot of um like sites for people that inject like heroin and stuff like that right yeah. safe injection sites and a lot of people will say oh that's crazy and they shouldn't do that they're promoting it but these people have like deep-seated trauma deep, sure. deep wounds and what the government is doing is give it like uh, at least if they go to the safe site, they're not spreading AIDS or anything like that. Right. And, and it's, they let them do their shoot up, but right. at least, you know, it's controversial. It's what what controversial. happens in those? Like they provide a needle and, and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, I think they provide clean. I don't know. I've never been in one, yeah. but, but <laughs> I think they provide clean needles and, and like, you know, a safe place to, to, throw it out and hmm. uh maybe gloves maybe there's somebody there to make sure like everything's sanitized or whatever yeah. i don't know but like you know and i think i think it's a good thing like it is kind of crazy it is kind of like uh if you don't think out of think about it too deeply you might think oh this is great the government's yeah. encouraging this right but you know i think we need to approach um we just the point i'm trying to say is that we need to be more compassionate and understand and i think this aquarian age or not necessarily Aquarian age, but going into this air period and Aquarian period is is going to be good for that. And understanding like everybody's different, everyone has their own issues. And, yeah, you know. And and there's even I remember I was reading something years ago about there's this guy who said that he was um, he has 
he's a pedophile. He has pedophile tendencies. Yeah. But he will never hurt a kid. Right. Yeah, right. like he won't he won't do it, but he he thinks about it. Yeah, he, he has he those urges like, for those it. urges, yeah. right? And good for him. Like so, so he was probably born with some kind of thing that made him have pedophile tendencies. And, yeah, but he's has he's very conscious. He's like, you know what? I'm not gonna do it. He's something he's got to fight. It's probably very hard for him. Yeah, it's like trying to fight an addiction or something, sure. right? Yeah. So, but then at the on the flip side, you know, you can get deeper into it, and you can say that the 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 elites that are pedophiles. They're they're doing it for completely different. They're doing it for adrenochrome. Sure, they're doing yeah. it for because they're like reptilians or whatever. Yeah, which is you know which is very possible too. Sure. So, um, and I think this is what's times, this is what's so. challenging about like even like right now is like there there are different ways in which like I mean we've we have an interview with a uh, with an alleged survivor of, of elite child pedophilia and stuff like that on CETV and and she's talked a lot and it's like of course you know there's people who will just criticize um, these types of survivors. Well, how do we believe any of this is real? Where's the proof? And it's like, there's a lot of stories that are very prominent that we have no proof that we easily believe. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes we don't want to believe certain things because maybe it's a little too out there. Maybe it has makes us accept. We have to accept certain things about our world that we're just not ready to accept. Now I'm not saying everything she says, I absolutely 100% I'm going to say stamp of approval. It's all 100% true. Yeah. But I do deeply resonate with her story. I do deeply feel like something about her her conviction, her my like my intuition says that what she's saying is is accurate. Now, I'm not going to present it as it's a complete fact, mm -hmm. but that's how I feel about it, right? Yeah. Um but you know, when you look at what she says, it's like you were saying, she's saying that to to certain individuals, you know, the abusing of children and even the sacrifice of children is a is a whole like religious experience for them. Yeah. Right. And it, and it, what it's what provides them their ability to, to almost feel like they're powerful. Mm -hmm. But she, you know, she kind of says like a lot of these elite individuals, like they're extremely traumatized because either this, they, they had this happen to them when they were young. Right. Some of them. Yeah, for sure. And in some cases they're just, they're so traumatized from other things that what she was basically saying is like people that become to the sort of the height of power in the world, um, her, her perspective in seeing it firsthand is they can't get there unless they go through a certain amount of what, what you might call training or, or grooming. Yeah. Right. Which is to kind of say like they, they have to be abused or they have their, their spirit, something about their mind has to be broken into these states of extreme trauma so that they can, do the things that they're doing. And, and I think it's like, I, as a society right now, we're kind of just saying, well, none of that, none of that stuff is going on. That's not even possible. Even though there's more survivors coming out saying it, no, that's just not possible. But it's like, it's this opportunity for us mm -hmm. to actually start understanding, like maybe if these are our world leaders, like maybe that kind of explains a little bit more about why our world is partly, because I think people play a role too, mm -hmm. but maybe this is why our world is partly the way it is because we're being driven into the, decisions and policies that aren't about people they're about people acting from traumatized places you know mm -hmm. um again not to blame them but to say this helps us understand what's happening in our society as a whole yeah that's a whole loaded like yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. i think there's a lot of variables i think there's people that are traumatized and then there's people that get lured into that kind of pedophilia stuff yeah so that it's easy to control them Sure, like the, the honeypots, Epstein yeah, stuff, yeah, like the Epstein stuff, exactly. Or like someone like Biden, like he looks, he seems like he's a pedophile, and he's easy to control. 
Yeah. Right. It's easier to control him than Bernie Sanders. Well, and that's they question. have more dirt on him, right? So, that's exactly the question. Is yeah. like, is a guy like Bernie like, do do they not allow him to rise up through the DNC because they just don't have dirt on him? They don't have dirt. On, yeah, I think you Bernie's know? like a legitimate good person. You know it, um, but he's not. I don't think. He, yeah, I don't think he's. They don't have enough dirt on him to control yeah. him. Yeah, I often question that because yeah. the survivor that 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 uh, that we spoke to, she was saying that uh, she knows some people that. Um, you know, Trump has abused, for example, like kids. Yes. Young, okay. like younger people. And I don't know how young they were. I didn't, I didn't go into a lot of details cause she said the person hasn't wanted to come out yet and talk about it. Um, but she told me, she's like, yeah, like, you know, I know people who has, you know, who's worked with, you know, like they call it like worked with Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like, is it true? I don't know, but it could be. And uh, maybe that's why someone like Trump, could rise to that level, even if it, cause, yeah. you know, cause you, you, you know, you're Italian, you know, mafias, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, mafias, right? Yeah. My, my take on, on, and maybe, you know, from like a conspiratorial perspective, right? Yeah. So like when I was younger and I was like learning about conspiracy stuff, like everything you learn is like, look, there's one cabal, there's one Illuminati, right? There's one like thing behind the scenes that controls everything. But like as time has gone on, especially in the last four years, five years, I've really started to like, I went beyond what all the big names and authors have said out there, right? So all the David Ikes and all these different people where it's like their books and and the way they set it forth is look, there's just one group. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, I went, I kind of went beyond that. And I asked like, does the evidence kind of support that? Or does it feel more like a mafia type situation Mm -hmm. where you have like all these different families Mm -hmm. or groups of people? Yeah. that are extremely powerful that sometimes come together to work on things, but they also have their own interests at times. So it's like in the mafia, you have like five families, but there's one family who's like in control right now. Yeah. Right. They're, they're like the big family. And at some point the other families decide whether they want to unseat that family and maybe take over. Right. Like you've yeah. seen it in every classic true story about mafia. Right. Cause it resembles human consciousness, I think too. And I've, I've come to, to, to really look at it and say like, Maybe what we're seeing play out with the Trump situation was not like some independent guy coming in, you know, with a group of people backing him saying, hey, we're going to take out and drain the swamp of the deep state. But that it's it's just another family. It's another mafia family who's very powerful and who may not their goal may not be. I want to, you know, liberate humanity. But they said, no, we've had enough of this family having all the power. And we want to try and unseat that family. And when I've started to look at it from that point of view, it so much of what's going on in our world makes way more sense yeah, than yeah. just, you know, they're trying to take out the deep state, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You have any thoughts on that? No, I, I agree. I, I think that's totally, I, even like when you look at, you know, even political parties or different countries, yeah, they all have their own interests. They fight each other. Right. But then at the very top, it's all controlled by the same, same people. But, but on the lower level, they're competing and, actually do dislike each other but but they're actually controlled by the same yeah so my my question though is like that same people at the top yeah like do you think that that's actually a little bit more severed meaning like there might be multiple groups that quote unquote are at the top Mm -hmm. that a lot of times agree and then it looks like there's a single group but there's points where factions don't agree 
It's very possible. Like that's that's kind of how I yeah been, I think it's possible. I've been looking at it. Who knows, right? Because but it's like why it's else would we be seeing such paradoxal divides starting to happen in these spaces? Like I don't know. That's that's been a, a working hypothesis that I've had for about four or five years. That I'm yeah, just not think, sure if I it's, think there's some truth to that. Yeah, dude, I think that like it's, it's so complicated. There's so many layers to yeah. this stuff. Like even when you start talking about reptilians and stuff like that, and you should hear because because. I write for collective evolution. Mm -hmm. I track a certain type of clients. Yeah. I track most of the people that come to me are a lot different than the type of clients most other astrologers right. see because they're like liberal, blue pilled, right? So I you should hear the stuff I hear. Right. You hear the stuff I hear, man. Yeah. I, I hear crazy stuff. I've had clients that were pedophile victims by yeah. elite people. I've I've had, and I see it in their astrology. Yeah. You know, I see it and and I've had experiences. I don't talk too much about like the reptilian stuff. Yeah. Because it's very hard to believe. It's sure. It's yeah. very reasonable for people to say that's crazy. Absolutely. So I'm not gonna push it. Right. But I've had crazy like I've ha I've experienced like people shape shifting and all that reptilian. Like I've yeah. I'm I'm not sure if it's reptilian. I'm perceiving it as that based on things that I've learned. Yeah. But I've had crazy experiences like otherworldly experiences um where it really rattled me yeah freaked me out yeah right so when i hear about all this and then i get clients that were you know part of satanic pedophile rings and part of those underground military bases and things like that like i've had multiple clients tell me similar stories that don't even know each other right over a couple of years apart you know well and this is the fascinating and i thing. see it in their astrology too yeah. like i know they're not lying yeah because they'll tell me like oh my my um my aunt my mom's sister's husband used to bring me the satanic pedophile ring and i'll look at their chart and i'll be like okay well your mom's represented by the 10th house but if your mom's sister it's the third house from the 10th like it, you start when you start saying like my mom's cousin's dog this that it's <laughs> it's it's when you look at astrology chart it's called you have to derive the chart so the right. mom's the 10th house the the mom's sister would be third from the 10th which would be the 12th house and then if it's the the mom's sister's husband, it would be the sixth house. So I'm seeing all this crazy stuff with the sixth house, and they're telling me, and they don't know anything about astrology. So I know they're telling the truth, right? You know what I mean? So so I know we're kind of going off topic, but it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's there's so many layers to this. So so basically, just to summarize, like you know, there's people that are I think they're normal humans, and they have a lot of trauma. And they, they're controlled because of um, maybe they have dirt on them. Like, like let's say someone like Biden. Yeah. Maybe they have some pedophilia dirt on him, so they control them. But then the people that control them, they may not be human. Yeah. They might possible. be like reptilian or Anunnaki or something. Like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many layers well, to... Well, and again, I think And there could be, when you're saying like different factions, like yeah. more different crime families. Yeah. Then maybe there's like you know the reptilians and anunnaki and this that and maybe it's like different types of beings from different star systems who knows yeah i'm not saying for sure but yeah. but there's something going on in that yeah. realm right for well, sure. and i think this is the important part is like there's something going on mm -hmm. what we may not know exactly what it is but it's like if we if we carry that 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 inquisitive sort of uncertain mind and and then view our world through that, which isn't to say we just suddenly believe everything, yeah. but it's to hold that curiosity and and to be able to ask questions, holding that curiosity. If we can, if we can do that, then we can explore our world and and understand possibility versus getting stuck. Because that's kind of been humanity's journey is we we always get stuck in ideas and worldviews that that don't really add up. 
but but we hold on to them because we love to get stuck, right? That's like what's what happens when you, when you start creating certainty out of your positions. But yeah. Um, yeah, like going there, I have a whole book. It's about you know about that thick, and it's it's the largest body of research ever scientifically done and presented, you know, completely done properly from a from a survey and scientific analysis and data perspective. Um, and it discusses the interactions that humans have had with various beings, whether it be interdimensional, whether it be physical uh, beings, whether it be what we call aliens or whether, what we call, I don't know, you know, Our I don't arms. know what that yeah. being was. Right. Um, and the, the case for reptilians and that, like we're talking about thousands and thousands of people that were interviewed for this. Yeah. And they used to be referred like there's archons. And a lot of people think archons and reptilians are the same thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the case for reptilians is like, yeah, you have a, a large percentage of people that are reporting to have had experiences with mm-hmm. beings that resemble it. And here's what the drawings look like. And here's what they're saying. Yeah. Now, you could say that in some of those cases, um, you know, maybe somebody saw something online and then they, you know, whatever they thought that they saw this and they put the rest of it together in their brain. You know, sure, you can make that case. But when you have thousands of people mm-hmm. that are saying the same thing, you you start to have to say, this is probably not just like a coincidence that's made up. There's probably something more to this. Maybe we don't know the answer, but it's probably there. And and, and so why I'm saying this is like, I agree with you. I made a decision years ago, like years and years ago, back in like 2010, 2011, to no longer talk about certain things from like an intuitive perspective or certain knowings or, you know, experiences that I've had that are like, um, really out there and that like people wouldn't believe for the very purpose of like, if I'm trying to create a platform Mm -hmm. that is, is I'm trying to speak to the worldview of where humanity is at today, then there's no point in bringing in these things that are just completely unbelievable. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's like, you know, they're not real or that I don't know or I don't experience it, but it's just like, and so I, 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 I align with what you're saying in the sense of it's like, sometimes I feel like, humanity's at a certain spot and it's not to say we shouldn't push each other forward, but it's like, I, you know, I say this a lot of times to people, if you're delivering something to somebody that's just way so far out there and then they don't believe you, it's not because they're like too closed minded. It's because you're, you're literally trying to speak to them in a language that they cannot yet understand at yeah, all. It's like way beyond comprehension. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I don't know. just want to throw that yeah, detail in there. You know, I'm happy. It kind of ties into the current astrology too. Cause, right. Cause right now, we're in we're starting we're having eclipses and we just had a total solar eclipse a couple of days ago and then we're gonna have we're having eclipses in sagittarius gemini uh for the next year even a little bit into 2022 and um there's a push more towards gemini and a decrease around sagittarius like mm. negative qualities of sagittarius and gemini is the facts it's the details it's what's real. so i think people need to focus like when they're sharing information online or sharing yes. conspiracy information, like even if you see like on my Facebook, I rarely post anything from alternative media. If I do, it's from collective evolution. Collective evolution is more solid, right? Yeah. In their work. But, but I, most of the time, the stuff I post is from mainstream media yeah. because people interpret mainstream media as fact. Right. And whenever I'm posting stuff online, like a lot of people that follow me are conspiracy people, but, and they're going to always like my stuff. They're always high-fiving me, but, but I'm also always keeping in mind all the people that I'm friends with and follow me that are not conspiracy people, right. like you know, friends, family, things like that. 
I, I'm always keeping them in mind when I post stuff. It's yeah. all, it's about them really. And when you post stuff that they interpret as fact because they heard it from the mainstream media, then then and I just put my own commentary. And I'm just connecting the dots. And yeah. I think that's the approach people got to take because the, 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 sh- the shadow or the negative of Sagittarius is just spewing your beliefs without yes. facts and looking at the, always looking at the big picture and not looking at the details and um, opinions, judgments. Like, you know, and it, it goes on both sides. Even if you're a blue-pilled person, like a lot of uh, red-pilled people, conspiracy people, are sharing a lot of bullshit too. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, so a lot of the blue pill people are like calling them out on their bullshit and say, no, that's bullshit, right? And and this is why. And, and they're right. But then it goes both ways. And then the, and then the blue pill people are, are a lot of them are, are like just sharing their, what they, what they believe, which is not backed by facts. Yeah. And then people like us, which who are more level headed conspiracy people yeah. will, will prove them wrong and be like hey, with facts. Right. Right. So it's happening on both sides of, of the argument. Right. But I think just p- people listening, people that are active information war activists, they, th- that's what they should really focus on is really focus. Stop sharing things that are harder to prove or questionable or check your sources. And yeah, a lot of a lot of conspiracy people shoot themselves in their foot in the sure. foot and yeah. they they I don't want to be associated with a lot of it. like I get a lot of those a lot of those people follow me and they like my stuff yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know and it's good they support what I'm doing but at the end of the day um you know we got to differentiate from from those people and we got to we got to like if we want to be effective you know cuz those people are just constantly preaching to the choir yeah right yeah. so yeah 100% yeah. I I agree I think it's it's important um I, I kind of see a cultural shift starting to happen in a big way. Um, and I was like, I was, I was, I was going to ask you this question, like even like 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago. And then it kind of just sort of came up now, which is yeah. good. But like sort of how you were talking about the, the, the shift in energy from, I think you just said it was this Sagittarius and kind of bringing in the Gemini, which is bringing in a little bit more of the fact. Is that correct? Yeah. This is like for a couple of years. Yeah. 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 It's more like, like just look at it like this is the, there's shifts going on with Gemini and Sagittarius energy, but the focal point is Gemini. Right. And and anything that has Sagittarian qualities should be of service to the Gemini focal point. So right. Gemini is the facts. It is the details. It's what's immediate. Right. So when you share a news article that has to do with something that happened locally or whatever, that's immediate. That's Gemini. It's, it's, and people interpret it as fact. But if you share like some crazy theory about like, you know reptilian overlords that's more sagittarius even though it might be true yeah it's too broad sagittarius yeah. is broad-minded right? right and so we the, anything that you do sh- share talk about that's kind of broad-minded should s- be backed up by gemini facts and, or things that are more relevant or relatable right right yeah. interesting yeah because it's kind of like um i i the i see this culture building yeah where and I think it's still, you know, kind of small where it's like people are really looking for that. Like even from people that might, you know, what you're saying, like blue-pilled people or like people that haven't really spent a lot of time looking at conspiracy. Um, I've even seen a lot of those people reach out over the past year saying like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like starting to explore some of this stuff. And they like see for that because it's a very grounded perspective. They can share it with their friends and not feel like it's like, you know, complete mumbo jumbo. Um, but, but amongst CE is all these other sites and all these other videos and all this other stuff that people are sending them that it's so hard to believe the stuff that's going on. And, but what I'm saying is there's this culture building where 
there are a lot of people that are quote unquote mainstream thinking that are like, okay, I see conspiracy exists, but I want to explore this in the same way I might explore something like that's like from mainstream media where it feels like, Hey, I'm actually looking at the facts. I'm actually looking at the legitimacy. And, and I really do think that's kind of the, the future. Um, it's both now and then in the next couple of years is really starting to look at a lot of conspiracy from that higher quality uh, point of view, which is great for us because we've been doing that for so long, but um, it is creating the divide in the conspiracy community. Like you were saying uh, before, um, where like I wrote an essay called conspiracy time for uh, a serious conversation. Cause the idea was to kind of say like, look, I, I'm seeing this community shoot itself in the foot all the time. And, and I, I almost wonder like the, the, the questions the reflections I was trying to bring up was like, do people realize that it's not that people are just asleep, that they don't believe them when they share something, but that, the way you're sharing it or the information you're sharing is really not as solid as you might think it is. Yeah. Um, and so I see this culture building of people wanting to be a lot more like, okay, what is actually going on? And, and let me develop my thinking and let me be more critical in my thinking and let me have, you know, balanced inquiry on both sides of the coin here and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. I think it's good. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing that's happening and to hear that there, there's kind of like this, the focal point example you just used was, was fascinating because it's yeah. kind of like, you know, Gemini's focal point is this. And so Sagittarius, so how'd you say it again? Like Sagittarius has to serve that focal point in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sagittarius energy. It's not like we're not uh, abandoning Sagittarian energy. It's just, we're in a time right now where the Sagittarian energy should be of service to the focal point in a positive way. Right. Right. So, so, you know, Sagittarius. So, so the big picture focuses on the facts in a positive way. Cause yeah, you said Sagittarius yeah. kind of big picture. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. It's big picture. It's broad minded. Right. So I'll give you an example. Like when I post stuff, it's like, I'm keeping, it's like one thing's linked to the other. Like it's, I have this broad minded perspective on things and we share same pers- similar perspective, but I'm sharing certain details and facts that support that broad minded perspective. Right. right. So I'll post. So if people were to look at my Facebook post from now, since the pandemic started, they're going to see like the everything kind of, most of my posts support each other. So I'm sharing factual stuff um, or what people will perceive as factual from mainstream media. And, and so all these little, that is immediate, that's relatable, but all those factual pieces are part of a, a bigger broad-minded perspective. Right. So they, they yeah, it's kind of right. like that. Yeah. yeah, makes sense, makes sense. But you got to be careful. People got to be careful of the negative qualities of Sagittarius because the negative qualities of Sagittarius without the Gemini focal point is going nowhere. Right, right. Because it's 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 just going around in circles. It's, so so the negative of Sagittarius is like, you know, I know the truth. This is the this is the absolute truth. Right. This, I have the answers. This is you know, and people got to be even like when we're talking now, like with the way we're talking about this stuff. Some of the things I'm saying, like when I talk about the astrology, and I say, well, maybe we're in an age of Christ. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. If I said to you, yeah, we're 100 percent age of Aquarius for sure, but then that would be negative Sagittarian because right. that would be saying this is an absolute truth. Right. But I'm saying, you know, I'm looking at the facts. Like we're going into this this Aquarian 20 year cycle, and and you know, maybe it could be an age of Aquarius. I'm not sure. That's how we need to approach, even when we're talking about conspiracies and yeah, and things like that, right? And if we want to be effective, um, you know, wake people up in an effective way. And what inspired me is. Um, 
I don't know if you remember like the early days of like I got into when I got into conspiracies, I followed Alex Jones, mm -hmm. the old version of Infowars, like back in 2003. It was completely different. What, what Alex Jones used to do is it was so effective because I would, it, it, that's what broke the ice for me. One of the, yeah. what he used to do is he used to find different news articles from all over the US or maybe all over the world on different websites. And this is still the early days of the internet that fit the whole worldview that he was sharing. So he would get, he would find like article from like, you know, NBC in Bakersfield, California, or find another article from the St. Louis times or whatever that were legit from, from mainstream media. But cause, cause when you, some of these like local media sources, things leak through the cracks all the time right? right like like maybe like like the national cnn there it's a lot more tightly controlled what they say right but but there's you know local news sources a lot of things leak through the cracks because they're not as controlled so what alex jones used to do is used to find all these things and put it and put it on infowars and he would link it to the original source that was so effective and that inspired how i share stuff on social yeah, yeah. media during this uh the ramped up information war that we're in right now yeah yeah. yeah, and I guess uh, one interesting final question, I guess, related to that too, is you were yeah. saying you were saying, um, and I forget what the how, what the astrology was, but you were kind of saying how we had this time where you know social media was building a lot, right? We saw Google come into play and all the social media networks and stuff. I think you said it was back in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. There was like an astrological push for some of that. Um, well, but, there was. That supported so, the getting out of media. So all the media companies that would push the media. That's what you were kind of saying. Well, before. no, I was, I was talking about how like the, the sort of a, what was seated in the late 2000s that facilitated yeah. the awakening. And prior to that, that's when like Google video, YouTube streaming video started coming right. out and all these documentaries. And it was an easier way for people to learn instead of reading books. Right. right. And so that, that was fed into the Jupiter Pluto conjunction yeah um and, and it does have to do with media jupiter yeah. rules media but a lot of truth conspiracies esoteric stuff was coming out which yeah. is pluto right yeah so so what's interesting is like you know through that time after yeah. you know because google and youtube and facebook and all these sorts of things like i really felt like when when we created ce back in 2009 it was yeah. like it was not only was it obvious in the inspiration within myself to like utilize these platforms, but it felt like these platforms actually served totally. the greater, oh, the greater work. Yeah. And now I'm at this point where, and we, we, we go through this and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I'm, I'm fighting mm. a, a past, a past pattern. Yeah. But also I look at things that are safer that are happening on the internet. Like, let's say like you have a lot of conservative talk shows, mm. for example, that are, exploding on youtube right because as much as youtube is liberal they're still allowing conservative voices to have a huge they call they 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 claim censorship all the time they have huge platforms like some of the biggest channels out there are conservative yeah. channels they whine and complain about censorship they don't experience censorship in comparison to real like legitimate like these people's channels are getting deleted these people like that's like that's a much bigger deal and so i get i get caught up in like i see that these these platforms are still serving old narratives in a big way, right? Which old narrative? Sorry, like the old... Just the left-right paradigm of, oh, okay. of like yeah, yeah. politics and oh, still holding yeah, on yeah. to everything. Yeah. And so you might be a conservative channel, but it's not like you're really waking people up to anything or you're not really offering a different perspective. You're just, you're offering you're just, an, you're just an old it, traditional conservative perspective, right? Yeah. And whereas like our type of work like is not supported at all by Facebook, by YouTube, we're completely 
launched off of Google can't show up in their algorithms for anything. Yeah, like I it's remember just, they were on the front page before. My right. Uncles, yeah. yeah, and now it's just wiped out. Yeah. So I'm now in this mode where I'm like, we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, it's easy because, you know, we share it out through different places where people are subscribed and, you know, they get through the email and this, that, whatever. We have Telegram going. But like, I have this part of me where I'm like, I kind of want to use YouTube anymore because like it's like, it doesn't support anything that we're doing. And yet I'm still trying to fight it. And I'm kind of in this position where it's like, you know, do, do people sharing messages like this or to companies that are trying to share messages like this? Is it almost like, like, is, is there something supporting this move to maybe do something different? Like, is there energy that like, you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, it's like, I keep getting conflicted with trying to stay with what is old and what has been there as if it's going to work, but it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Look, I was surprised, very surprised prior to the election yeah. when Facebook, they didn't delete your page. Right. They just blocked you and Arjun yeah. and then they reinstated it. Right. And then I got just deleted like a day or two ago oh, you did. Oh, and then okay. they brought it back this oh. morning. I don't. That was very nice of them. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice of them. But the but the, I think we're going into a time where there's going to be less privacy, and we might be dealing with the censorship for a while. It's possible, but there's going to be a lot of freedom. And I think because of all the backlash that's been happening with all the censorship, I don't know. They might adjust their plans. I I, I don't know. The way I look at it is, if you got to this point, and also what I know about the astrology, because I've looked at the astrology chart of CE. Yeah. I think going forward, I think you're you're. You just kind of that was kind of a rough patch yeah know, there like was that. a i remember you telling me about that the period where it was going to be like ah you might just want to just like pack it in you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah but you're coming out of that period <laughs> right now, right you right. know so yeah. uh and and laying new foundation so yeah. I, I think you got to keep your eyes open for what presents itself and maybe you just build your own platform or maybe you know and and i know it's some i know it's like lately your facebook traffic like i said it seems like it's a lot higher than it was in some previous years mm. i know it's inconsistent sometimes it's bad some days it's good yeah and just try to take advantage of it and milk it and, and to, to redirect people to yeah. somewhere else. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a clear answer for you, but I think yeah. I'm, I was a little bit worried in the last few years, but I'm a little more hopeful now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it'd be, be interesting to see. Um, any final words on the, uh, on the grand conjunction before we uh, pack this in? On the grand conjunction, uh, my advice for people is to just be adaptable. Like, are you look at what's going on in your life? Are you holding on to earth or are you ready for air? You know, like for me, like this year, and I'm sure for you, yeah. like a lot of people have been affected negatively this year. Yeah. A lot of people are losing their jobs or their business has to shut down because they're part of the old earth economy. Yeah. Right. It hasn't affected me. I've been busier this year. I've been, you know, like my life hasn't changed because I, I I was designed. I don't know. I guess I thrived during pandemics, but <laughs> <laughs> but like I, my my business was already air, and same yeah. with collective evolution. So I think people that are already on the air trajectory, they weren't affected as much. But people that are holding on to the old Earth way of life, whether it's old types of businesses, whether it's um, capitalism or whatever, they're gonna have a harder time. You know, we got to be adaptable. We're going into a new period. Nothing ever stays the same. I know it sucks. I like listen. I love um, predictability. No, no, but I like predictable. No, but not always predictability. I mean, I'm. But I, I've been listening to a lot of '70s music. Right, right, lately, right. Like '70s progressive rock and space rock and stuff like that. And then a lot of the bands in the '70s 
in the 80s, they all went electronic. That's when the air period started. Right, right. Because air is electronic. Yeah. So a lot of 70s bands in the 80s are like new wave electronic, and it's, I hated it, right? And I, I want to just go back to the 70s. And But you just have to be, you know, a lot of us, it's going to be, we're, we're the generation where it's transitioning from earth to air, so it's going to be harder for us. The younger generation is going to be easier because they're going to be born during the air period. Right, right. But my advice is to just be, just understand what's going on and what adjustments can you make in your life to be more compatible with the way things are going. That, yeah. That's what, that's what I would recommend. And, um, and that's it. And you know, read, read the articles that Carmen puts up on, uh, yeah, on collective evolution and that that help with a lot of these questions too. You know, that's like that's a key. Check thing. out my last. I, so there was a solar eclipse uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, really. we, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but yeah. Uh, I mean, the other stuff is more significant long term. Yeah. Um, but check out the eclipse article because that's there's a lot of relevant. Um, that was a very significant eclipse we just had too. Yeah. So, um, and where yeah. if people want to get a reading with you or something like that, where's the best way to place to go? Uh, so best way they can find me if they want a reading they go to my website carmendilucho.com c-a-r-m-e-n-d-i-l-u-c-c-i-o um i'm doing since the plan i'm doing a pandemic sale since yeah. the pandemic started because i know some people have less money right yeah. now um and then they can follow me on facebook uh, my personal profile same name or instagram i'm more a little more active i mean i'm active on both i have youtube i just do once in a while i'll do a video for now um and that's it. And they can sign up on my mailing list if they want to get my content on a regular, in case anything, in case I get deplatformed, you never know. Yeah. You know, so if they sign up on my mailing list and they should sign up on your mailing list too. Um, Cause the mailing list kind of protects us from that kind of stuff. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's where they, they can find me. So that's it. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for coming in again. Yeah, and uh, it was fun. sure we'll do it again next time when there's a, another grand conjunction. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just, yeah we'll, we'll do it again, but appreciate it. Cool. Always good. Thank insight. you. Thank you. So, Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The CE Show. If you have a moment, consider passing this show on to a friend or family member who you think would relate to this type of conversation. Bringing community together in these conversations is key, and you'll find these days people are a lot more receptive to these emerging ideas and perceptions than they may have been in the past. Lastly, visit ctv.one and consider becoming a member of our community where you get access to a ton of video content including original shows, discussions, and courses to help you make sense of the world and transform how you show up in life. Visit cetv.one to learn more.